and welcome to these charming men. It's going to be a very relaxed podcast this evening with my pal over there, Robin Velo. All right. And me. I'm in. I'm in. All right. That's just Glaswegian. It's been relaxed. All right. No, oh, it's too. You just go. Yeah. All right. Man. Yeah. Can you dig it? That's good, like a beat like a poet. And me, Dusty Smith, your jazz master of the evening. Enjoy. So, what do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Um, we could speak about New Year and Christmas, because our other one was, uh, the, the preceding episode was about Christmas and stuff, and uh, how did yours go? Um, mine went alright, I got a new Xbox, so I'm quite chuffed. As you heard in the last podcast, I had to beat my old one, so I got a new black model, which is quite reliable. <laughs> That's good. It's good. First world problem just eliminated there. Broken computer box. Got a new one. Um, so what did you get then? I got uh, <clears throat> well, my mate, my uh, I got money to save for uh, moving to Edinburgh, but uh, present-wise, I got um, a dictaphone. That was good. Mm. Well, it is good. Still is here. It was in the past tense when I got it, but it's still here, so it still is good. But for gigs and things, it says it, it can record for up to 22 hours, but I don't think I'll ever be on stage that long. Well, you never know. We could never know. Old record. Yeah. So that's good. And uh, but I just fixed my HD camera, so it, it it works as well. It was the memory memory card was the problem. Not that that's anything to do with what I got for Christmas. But you know, I got a dictaphone and a money jar that one of those ones that you have to smash with a hammer to get into. So my mum nicely put all the money that I'd saved up for getting a flat in Edinburgh into that, which is quite. I almost cried. Yeah, but at least you're not going to spend it now. Well, yeah, I can't afford a hammer. But yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing like if you're like down on your luck and you had all this money but you couldn't get to it because you had no money to buy a hammer or heavy object with yeah I did that I said that at the gig once and I was referencing like blokedom you know how I say about blokes being able to fix stuff and I shouted at one guy I went you've probably got a hammer I don't have a fucking hammer that's my hammer link there hammer time I call it um a new item. Yeah, my dad has a toolbox. I don't have one of my own yet. I've got like a couple of screwdrivers kicking about. Yeah, I think you have to. Um, I don't know. You have to. I think you have to go to some sort of night school to progress into blokedom. Oh, I've put up a couple of shelves in my time. Where you get things. Uh, how much <laughs> DIY have you done? I've painted painted a few rooms, painted a hotel uh, dining room once just for a free bar that night to help out a mate. That was good fun. But it was more like the painting wasn't the because most a lot of people when they paint a room it's to, so that they're in that room later going ah that's a nice job isn't it all even all the corners and that but mine was just furious paint based anger mixed with a hangover because I knew that I was getting a free bar. So Jackson Pollock, sorry. Yeah, just. Just a mad splatter dash, but that, that's not really do with Christmas either. We said on the last uh, podcast that our favourite thing was the, um, the food and that, 
and which was no exception in my house. I was a grub round uh, Dusty Manor. Mine was, it was amazing. I, I got so angry because normally we have our Christmas dinner about lunchtime, which is the regular, that's what when dinner is. But we actually had it at proper dinner time, tea time. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. We always have it at uh, tea time. But see, like, since there was, like, no one else in the house this Christmas, apart from me and my parents, like, they said, it was like, Why, well, you're going to sleep in late anyway because you're a lazy bastard. So why don't we have our breakfast about noon, open presents, and we'll have our tea later. That saves my mum having to get up at 7 in the morning to start cooking. So we did that, but um, yeah. around about 3 o'clock, about an hour to dinner, I just started shouting at my mum because I was getting hungry and I didn't want to eat anything so I could save room for the Christmas grub. Yeah, well, my mum was working, so I, w- we, I woke up relatively early because considering Saturday I was working and then came home and just got on the, on the beer and stuff from my old man that um, got up relatively early without a hangover, so we were just sort of waiting until 2pm before the day actually kicked off because that's when she was done, it was... Yeah, I can imagine someone gets quite giddy and just, like, wakes up early for no reason on Christmas. Well, I was all right this year because I'd only asked for um, <clears throat> some money towards the flat, so, so you didn't I didn't really anything. expect, I didn't really expect, I didn't expect anything, to be honest, so the fact that there were objects all wrapped up in that was good. Yeah, I didn't actually ex- expect, like a good present. I was just expecting something small because my parents said, well, once you're 18, you don't get any big presents anymore. But then bought me that. I was like, oh, it's kind of ruined being an adult now. Yeah. Toys. I get more excited about the food than I used to not be able to sleep. But that obviously wore off as soon as I hit about 21. Oh, yeah. And um, now it's just all about the grub. I just, I like the feeling I've just been bloated for like a whole week. It's kind of about the booze for me as well. It's being being able to drink early, but my mum still doesn't like it. As soon as I, start, yeah. I tried to open a beer before breakfast, and she was like, you're not drinking at this time, are you? I was like, well, it's Christmas. Yeah, but it's still 10 a.m. I was like, but mum, it's, it's Christmas. And it's yeah, that's the blanket statement for, like, anything can happen. I could have like, killed you're someone. Not raping, you're you're not, it's Christmas. Yeah. What are you doing raping that uh, goat in the front room? Mum, it's Christmas. No, no, we all know that the other room is the raping room. Oh, but mum, it's Christmas. Yeah, the, so, the living room and the raping room. Yeah, the <laughs> rapatorium. <laughs> it's where all the rape happens. I know, it's, it gets messy. We have to employ the paint just for that one room. Yeah, we, we, well, I used to do the majority of my rapes in the conservatory, but of course everyone could see me, so... Yeah. After all those restraining orders, I just sort of... Made a room for it. Could have just put curtains up. And a conservatory. Need the light in that one. Mm, yeah, I suppose. But that's... Well, if you want, like, to rape someone in a bright sunny air, but remain indoors, it's the best place, but not to conceal your identity. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, probably about the hundredth mention of rape on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite heavy with that kind of cape, isn't it? I know, it's ridiculous. I know the name is like, it wasn't meant to be ironic. We're supposed to be two charming guys with some charming guests, but no, it's just... When there's no guests, the charm just filters out. Robin just killed a robot in the background there. 
Yeah, well, it's getting on my nerves constantly, constantly dancing. Just because it invented a dance genre, it shouldn't do it all the time. Yeah. Robotics. There's a robotics reference. Yeah, I was... I don't really like dancing, so I don't reference it much. No. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I watched it. Well, I didn't watch it, but Wizard of Oz was on on Christmas, and I saw clips of it, and it just looks... Like, it was made in 1939, but it's still, yeah. like, way too camp. Yeah. <laughs> By today's standards, like, musicals are like, oh, that's a bit, it's a bit gay. Yeah, well, Carry On Camping was on, that's one of the campus films ever. Yeah, but it had Sid James in it, so it sort of levelled it out. Yeah. <laughs> can... His laugh makes everything okay. <laughs> makes everything heterosexual. Yeah, he loves it, Sid. Loved a bit of the ladies, that lad. Yeah, 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 yeah. one of us had to, one of us had to. Um, what else? Christmas. New Year's Christmas. What about New Year? Did you go out? Um, I went to Aberdeen. Uh, my mate abandoned me and my other mate. Uh, nothing happened, and we just... We didn't uh, know that there was no buses the next day, so we went to the bus station. It was, like, absolutely deserted. It was, like, a scene from yeah. a zombie movie. So we walked to, like, Asda to get picked up by his mum, and that was the highlight. Was was me, like, if you've ever spent enough time with me hungover, you know that I just do do go, like, the wrong side of mental and just jibber-jabber for hours. Yeah, Dusty does turn into a complete knob when he's hungover. Exactly. For any listeners, whereas I do the opposite. When I'm drunk, I'm a knob, but when I'm hungover, I'm rather sullen. Yeah. I speak about suicide a lot. Yeah. Did you did you not even did you not oh well you must have got drunk if you're hung over then. Yeah, we we drank a lot, but it wasn't eventful drunk, it was just like it was like getting drunk with my mates drunk going like, Oh, let's we were just watching like when when we were hung over we were watching uh, I think it was one of the music channels and they had every number one of two, the two thousands. Yeah. I was like I stayed in as well, so mine was quite uneventful. I stayed in for, I think, about the first time in 10 years. Was it about 14 or something? I wish I stayed in, because it would have just been the same. I was just in a different place. Yeah. Slightly more uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, So do you come up with any resolutions this year? My one New Year's resolution is just to uh, do more new material at gigs, that's it. Uh. That's and to move to Edinburgh, but that's already set in stone now that I've saved up enough, so... Yeah, I don't really have any apart from move. Um, I was thinking, toying with giving up smoking, but it's like... No, no. Oh, um, an old friend from school that came over on, on Hogmanay, like, during the day. We are just reminiscing, and he's the only one who remembers that I lost so much weight since I started smoking. I've lost right. stone in four years. Jesus. So if I if I quit smoking, I'm just going to become a heifer again. Oh, that'd be amazing. I do have a nice fat guy personality. Just slightly jaded. Yeah. <laughs> more cake. Do you remember uh, the first New Year that you ever went out and got really drunk? Um, yeah, it was like a couple of years. I think I was 16 or 17. I've never been sick on New Year, I don't think. I have been sick a lot when drinking, so I can't really place it. As you know, I've been sick in your house twice now, I think. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you got like a little chart. Yeah, but um, uh, oh, it's not been twice. Yeah. Uh, but when it's in my own in house, it's just... <laughs> when it's in my own house, it's just all over the hallway because I can never make it to the bathroom. It's like... Yeah. So what, what about your first New Year's? My first New Year's, I got drunk. It was like down in Johnstone, where all my mates are, and I just I was drinking dark rum, and I just got oh. really aggressive against everything. <laughs> I then ended up walking. Through four miles home because I was angry with someone because they uh, I don't know, I think they just said a word that I didn't like yeah what about you? I love it, uh, first, first in the year that I got really, that I got drunk where you can notice like it's wobbling up the stairs, I think it was about like 12 or something, I was just sneaking sneaking stubbies and that but uh, the first new year, it was the new year after that, I think it was 13 or 14, like I went to Pap's house, his family, or having a do. And this, uh, me, and, me and Josh just nicked all the bottles of spirits, hid them under the bed. And I remember his mum saying, Right, you can have one, you can have one drink, boys, meaning like like uh, uh, <coughs> Alka Pops and things like that. And we just took the bottle of sours and all necked it between us. And I remember the next morning before slogging up the road, like couldn't find Pap <laughs> and then I went to his toilet and he was just on the floor upside down wearing a jacket back to front like a girl's jacket that had been left there that was where they kept the coats and he was just there and uh, I remember his dad uh, coming in at about like four in the morning really drunk and uh, out to say happy new year to his kids and he came down so like teary eyed going I've been called a cunt and a wanker by all my children because he woke them up to say happy new year and he just started eating soup out of the pan with his hands. Didn't realise it was cold and hot and just went outside, like, burnt and sort of depressed. And I went to sleep and woke up. John was upside down in a girl's, like, fleece. That was, was probably the first time. Yeah, I, like, I drank when I was younger, but I never, like, got, like, really drunk. I, like, the first time I was really drunk was when I was 15. Yeah. And that's because I tried to drink... What was it about a crate of WKD and about seven Budweisers? Mm. Which is quite a lot for a fifteen-year-old. Got... I think I was, I think I was ten. Mm. My dad forced me to drink, uh, <clears throat> like a like eleven out of the twenty of like the sort of French stubbies who went camping, and he said it was like the manly thing to do. His dad had just went coke and chocolate. No, no, no. He forced me to <laughs> drink all that. Yeah, I can remember my first taste of alcohol was red wine at the age of three. So yeah. it's good parenting, really. Yeah, I wonder wonder why you like drinking so much. But, um, I don't know. That's New, New Year and Christmas covered. What else can we discuss? I did uh, I did ask people online about um, topics and things. My mate Sam, he's a very good drummer, by the way. You should check him out. Sam Lumsden. He doesn't have anything for me to plug for him. But I'll just plug his name. Someone's he recently just won like an online comp to go. I think it's Iceland or something for the final of it, and then after that you get to do all this recording and stuff. He's been in bands and been on MTV Europe. And that's pretty good. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if you look up on YouTube, the Fabs, a video by the Fabs, he's drumming in it. Um, what was his his topic was? Old men shitting their pants and having to continue their day as they only have an allotted amount of underwear to last them week by week. Um, I worked it's quite a long topic in a care home. I don't have like one as specific as that, but there was a lot of 
old men shout themselves quite regularly. And oh, I've got... Oh, go on. It was quite, like, because I was delivering food as well, so there's just the smell of shit as whenever you walked into one of the things. It's quite harsh when you think about it, but it's the carer's fault for not changing them quickly enough. So, but there's just... Made, made that. Oh, carry on. But there's just this one guy, like, hobbling, like, with his legs, like, akimbo, just, like, sort of walking down this hall, like, taking up the whole hallway with his legs, just, like, walking down to the toilet. It was quite... It's quite amusing. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, my my dad was a was a carer back in the day, and uh, I just to make ends meet, so he was a carer, and um, uh, he said this this infamous story he always tells, and it links to my snack of choice for this evening. So I remembered it. Um, he was a carer, right? He went into this old guy's room, he started just cleaning up around him and stuff like that, and he cleaned up all these uh, Maltesers that had been left on the floor and stuff. And on the sideboards, like, Maltesers just kicking about. Must have been, like, giving them by a relative or someone and dropped them or whatever. Because, you know, most of the old people are sort of dottled. No offence to any old people, but you're all dottled. And then um, he's picking up all these, and then he <laughs> later realised that the guy had been shitting himself, rolling it into balls and just flicking it around his room. And uh, that's the reason he doesn't eat Maltesers anymore. That's my snack of choice this evening, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why I'm not going to be touching them, because it now reminds me of... Geriatric feces. I think I remember you. Feces? I just said feces, like fish. Feces. Feces? Sounds like Sean Connery saying feces. Well, not him again. He keeps on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there we go. We've covered shit. Um, shit Gregor. People. Caught Aberdeen Comedy's Gregor Vapler. Just put on my Twitter feed. I just joined Twitter, by the way. We can cover that in a minute. But he just put top five, fa- top five favourite national disasters in ascending order. Is it national as in British or just countrywide disasters that have happened anywhere in the world? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him, but you can have a wee think. You can make, make up. You can say, well, you, you've got well, I'm gonna... somehow. I don't know. Hello? Um, yeah. Well, I'll tweet him that. I've just joined this caper. You've been on it a while, haven't you? Yeah, but I don't really use it as much as you have in the past day. I think the hype might... I've only been on one day. I haven't really used it that much. I've tweeted a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't I don't normally use it. Like, I, Twitter... It's, it's quite interesting. It's, it's quite... It's, I think it's, like, it's good, but I don't understand it fully still. I'm just going to use it for <coughs> helping publicise gigs, really. It's a purely vain... Yeah... Um, well, it's a ve- it's a it's a vain medium of um, chat anyway, isn't it? Because you're just saying, "Oh, you ate a cake, did you?" Well, then. Yeah, it's it's just 140 characters of someone's personality coming across, and most of them are boring. Yeah. Most of the population on the internet are the boring racist. Oh, or yeah. Just have you thought of your uh, five national disasters? Um, if it's to do was just with Britain. I haven't got any, but I've got a couple for like country. Well, I'd say worldwide. Um, because Britain, what's what's Britain really got really when that whale got put in the Thames? Riots. Um, the floods that were co- apparently caused by gay people. Yeah. Um, gay people well, have got allegiance to weather. Country um, ones. Um, but 
We'll do. We'll say worldwide top five worldwide disasters. Come on, Dusty. Wait. In at five. In at five. Um, I'd say Vesuvius is one of them because that was is a great, uh, not biblical, like historical disaster of just people getting annihilated by this volcano. Yeah. And it was a good Doctor Who episode as well. Uh, number four would be uh, the Japanese tsunami because that was just a shitstorm. Because the Japanese had a tsunami and then it hit like a nuclear reactor, so they it became all radiated. They're all fine now, I think. Some of them are superheroes. Yeah, well, Japan, they, they love that sort of thing, don't they? <laughs> I think yeah, Japan's taking quite a slate in this podcast as well. Uh, Haiti, um, I just. Because there was so much coverage on that one on the news, that's one of them. Uh, what other disasters have there been? 9/11's got to be number two, just for the sheer fact it was it's funded a lot of jokes that I've done. Well, two, and who number one? I think it's got to be the. Hmm. Number one, I'm going to say the Holocaust. Jesus. Because that's the worst thing that's ever happened. See, you picked some really strong ones there. Yeah. I followed that up. Can't really follow that, can you? Yeah, but I will. I will. Um. Holocaust, I'm going to put a number five. Um, mainly because it's quite a sad one. I'm dwelling on it. Onwards and upwards. Yeah. I won't... Uh, I don't know if I'd put the Holocaust at number five. I mean... It's quite terrible. Yeah. Well, it's not about the most, most horrific, is it? Well, six million of a race of people got called. Yeah, but that's not what his favourite. So, uh, no, I, I was saying putting them in like the worst sort of order. Oh, so you're putting them on the quite a humanist scale. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't laughing at the fact that the Holocaust. And I was only saying that was my favourite one. I was saying that's like the worst. Uh, How can you have a favourite national disaster? Gregor's just turned this into a dark podcast. Well, he's a dark comedian, that's why. Dark comedian Gregor Vatler. Um, I don't know. I don't know what five I've got. Holocaust definitely in there. Um, it's dead air now, I don't know. No, let's, let's just move on. Let's... Christmas? No, it's not anymore. Yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin is, I think. Holocaust was a good one. Twin Towers was it? Not good as in good. Not like good selection. No, uh, yeah. Um, Choice of words on your part, though. This, uh, no, you see, you sort of got you. You got them all summed up. I should have taken the. I should have taken the ballot first. You see. Yeah, and then I would have been stuck. Uh, yeah, so let's leave it at that. The Holocaust, tsunami, floods. The riots is one of my favourites. 
Um, I like it's about favourites. I like the riots. I love like looters. Sports director got left alone because people thought it had been done. Um, yeah, I was watching like the riots on like TV. I watched like some of it, and it's just it's just people going ape shit. You know, you just want an excuse to do that. Um, there was the 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 Berkeley riots, the Berkeley protest back in the seventies or sixties. They were really important, weren't they? Because of the old um, civil rights. Oppression, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they sort of made uh, Richard Pryor come to the forefront. So if it wasn't, if he hadn't witnessed them, then his material would have been very different. So they're very good. Um, it was the LA rights as well. The yeah, because of uh, what was it, Rodney King? Yeah. Um, see now, my brain's thinking assassinations. I don't know why. He wasn't assassinated, was he? No, but I was just thinking of that. Ah. Um, oh, you're thinking Martin Luther. I was thinking M, and then I was thinking JFK. Um, X as well. It's a, no number one. Number one's obviously always going to be the Holocaust, isn't it? Because that is the worst thing that's ever happened. What about the meteor that killed all the dinosaurs? Apart from Jif turning to stiff, that's up there. Um, that's that's a whole like continent wide. Mhm. Then there's like biblical ones, but they don't exist. <sighs> If you if you want me to list my favorite plagues and disasters in the Bible, I could go all night. Well, let's not. I just it's like listing your favorite Harry Potter spells. No. Not real. It's not real, but it's still fun. No, I just like in the Bible how there was a plague of frogs, and it, I know it would be annoyance, but it's not really as bad as the other things that they did. Noah would be a bit gutted, wouldn't he? He'd be like, I saved two of you, look at you, all banging each other and hurting people's feelings. Yeah. Bloody frogs. I love how it came from that until, and it went into up until genocide with those plagues in Egypt. You know when God's getting ticked off if there's too much frogs in your house? Yeah. Oh, you know. Sort of, sort of. Feel bad, feel bad for people in reptile zoos. Yeah. Must be like, oh, God hates me. Like always. Oh, but they have the geckos to cheer them up. A little lizardy. Cheer them up. Yeah. Chameleon, chameleons have got to be the most fun thing ever, don't they? Chameleons. I know, but I don't think they do much apart from you can lose them really easily. Yeah, but no one's no one's ever leaving their house and double checking their things, going wallet, keys, phone, chameleon, are they? Yeah, but you could like come home and you just look in the tank and say, oh, "Fuck, my chameleon's gone," and then he he just moves and says, "Oh, it's still there." Yeah, they're the most fun animals ever, but they're a bit smarmy with it, aren't they? Because they could just take it to the mats. Chameleon, where are you? I don't have to find me. You will have to find me. I can't. You're blending in with everything. <laughs> So, like, how they have the two eyes that can swivel by themselves as well. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. the living room would just be covered in like dead flies. We were trying to chuck flies so that they're forced to like whip out their tongues to catch them. <laughs> Where are you going to find a whole mess of dead flies, though? Well, you'd have to have them to give them. You scoop them out of the grill. Yeah. Now, don't you like ice caps? That's a national disaster, isn't it? Oh, it's like a global... That's that's all I'm going. Oh, yeah, but it's it, it's already happened. We've already had an ice age in the past. It's just going to happen again, but we've made it quicker. Because that's the sort of generation we are with the Twitter generation where you have to have everything instantly. Yeah, tweet about it. I'm dying now. Oh, it's freezing cold. 
Yeah. I remember like like feeling like an idiot because I had to ask my dad to explain to me how global warming could start an ice age, and I was like, oh, such an idiot. Yeah. I bet you're gonna ask how it happens. I can do if you want to feel clever to redeem your stupidity. Yeah. Do you know how it does though? How what? How, ice like, caps melt and start to start an ice age. Well, because it will just be ice on the go. No, it's because um, know how the sea is like salt water. Yeah. Some of it is, yeah. Most of it is. It's, but um. So salt water doesn't freeze, but if the ice caps melt, then there's too much fresh water going into the ocean, so it'll just freeze over. So I always thought of that though. I'd love the ocean to freeze, so you could just like ski or snowboard to different countries. Yeah, but it does take quite a long time. It's like not like you're yeah, I know it would take a while. To New York. See, no, but I'm just. <laughs> I thought you were saying it would take a while for the oceans to freeze. Not it would take a while to travel to the place. It would, though. Yeah, but you're not going to worry about that. If you're comparing the worry of how long it's going to take for all the sea to freeze than it is to get to Switzerland or not. You're thinking That's, it wrong. Why are you going to Switzerland? It's already cold, I think. Chocolate, isn't it? Chocolate and knives and clocks. Yeah, when I see that tiny midget army they've got. There's little knives. It's got to be the joke that's like most used. Yeah, probably. Tweezer, tweezer infantryman. Yeah. But no, I always thought that'd be ace, just to be like, ah, oh, mum, I'm just nipping out. Oh, where are you going? Uh, Canada. How are you getting there? I've got my skis. <laughs> just push over. Well, though, if it takes you quite a long time on a plane, on skis. Well, not all right then. I would, I like an ice-breaking boat. Not an ice-breaking boat, but... What is it? You could just, Start a conversation. Yeah, a sledge then. It wouldn't take long in a sledge, would it, if Mum just gave me a kick at the back gate? Depends how high you piled the snow. I just, I just love how you're just going to sledge to Canada. Just so we can go to the yeah. comedy festival. And uh, the skate park that's there. Well, now it's a snowboarding park. It's a park. Although, be, although, you'd feel bad for all the fish and that, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, but they still survive, like, because there'll still be water underneath all the ice. Yeah, they'd just be window shopping. Oh, someone's sledging on my house. Uh, those that live in glass houses. Oh, fish can't throw stones, can they? Well, they don't have any hands. Yeah. Anyway... That's what I've always thought of. That's been a recurring thought. You know, when you get a recurring thought, it's like, uh, it's either that about the oceans freezing or uh, what if uh, life's actually just a big coma and you wake up at the end. Uh, my recurring thought is like, uh, it's like, is there life on other planets? And it, like, how, how cool would we have to have a conversation with someone like from really far away? Like that, like from a different planet, but you could still st speak the same language, obviously, but it'd be, like, we were just like, oh, do you have uh, Twitter? And they'd be like, yeah, we've got Twitter Plus. <laughs> That's the first question you'd ask an alien. I don't know, because it's recurring. It's a called... huge, significant being from millions of light years away. Uh, have you got uh, Facebook over there? Oh, yeah, we've got uh, Facebook too. What? What's it like? 
I'd ask them if they could eat stuff with their eyes. Yeah, we did that years ago. Now we just eat stuff with our face. Now we just sit on Facebook too and complain about eating stuff with our eyes. Yeah. Hey, when you eat Tabasco sauce through your eyes. Yeah. You should have done it then. Well, they have Tabasco too. Idiots. Aliens are idiots. I wouldn't want to speak to them if they're eating Tabasco sauce with their eyes. You made that up. Oh, didn't you just did? Well, it's not real. If it, yeah. if everything I say became real, the world would be a terrible place. Weird. Yeah. What would you ask an alien, seriously, apart from that Twitter <laughs> question? What would be your second question to an alien? If an alien, alien walks up to you and goes, Yes, we use, uh, we use Twitter Plus. What's your next question? Um. Hurry up, I'm hungry and my eyes are open. <laughs> You put me on spot. Um, do you have any good books? Got any good books? They're using Twitter too, or Twitter Plus. They're not going to read, are they? Love they e-books. Read? Read that. Love e-books too. Is this just the sequel to Earth that we're making? Yeah. E-books. Yeah, pretty much. Um. I don't know what I'd ask an alien. I know, it's a quite a hard question, because you don't have, like, any sort of common ground to, like... Well, it, you're not. not. Like, oh, you're not going to be like, oh, do you like cheeseburgers? Like, we don't know what those are. All right. Mm. Do you have comedy? And they'll be like, uh, yeah, we only have one joke. It's, uh... If a dog How many knows. aliens does it take to change a light bulb? None. We use our mind power. <laughs> Still take it's, not very, it's not a very funny joke. Yeah. Since there's only one joke, it means the inventor of that joke would be very popular, even though hated because there's only one. Write another joke. Can't. It's called Why Shakespeare not? 2. Yeah. Shaky Spears. I like, I'd like to think there was aliens. Oh, there is definitely thinking it definitely definitely well, it's not that definitely there's a definite possibility since how big the universe is there's yeah. got to be some sort form of um intelligent life but we'll never meet it in our lifetime yeah. the only people that apparently have met aliens have always been like raped by them yeah so i don't know if i'd want to meet one if you go by these hillbillies and go yeah it took me up into his house and it raped me and then I don't remember. Maybe aliens just the really... The beauty of the hypnos. Well... Maybe aliens just really hate hillbillies, that's why they rape them. Yeah, I suppose so. So maybe they get on alright. Most hillbillies are racist homophobes, aren't they? Yeah. So it's putting the shoe on the other foot right there. Literally. What, did they just change their shoes around? <laughs> By shoe, I mean... Hillbillion by foot, I mean alien penis. <laughs> I thought that would be a doctor man. They put my left shoe on my right foot and my right shoe on my left foot. I can't walk straight. Turns out that's how I was wearing them anyhow. What the hillbillies? I'll cancel my tour of uh, Arkansas. Yeah, the southern, but I would, south of America it just seems like a Terrible, terrible place. 
It's probably interesting and often quite nice in its own way, but it's all these mentalists who live there. But it's like it's like us, like how we live in the country here. It's like in the city, it's all right, but if you go out into the countryside, bit it's just scary. It all turns a bit mad. Like Port Soy. Port Soy's fine. Cornhill's worse. <laughs> Much worse. But it's like, yeah, as soon as you venture from civilization, there are going to be the weird people that civilization have sort of outcasted. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not likely you're going to get, like, hillbilly people in, uh, like, New York. So my friend, oh, they had an entire city, like, run by hicks. Yeah. Like, we put a vagina on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> That'd take a fair bad time. I don't know any fun things to do with landmarks. You could, uh... Paint the Empire State Building like a cock. Yeah. It's all, it's all Washington. genitals with me. It's all phallic. Uh, you could uh, build the Twin Towers. Oh. Controversial. <laughs> um, well, they blew it up. They should rebuild it. What, hill buildings? No, government. Oh. Well, you don't believe that, do you? Not really. <laughs> Such a cop-out. Mm -hmm. No, not really. I believe the fact that someone hit it with a plane. Yeah, yeah. There's explosions at the base. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah, but like apparently George Bush knew about it all along. And I don't. I just all I know. Is it's quite unlikely to believe about anything for very long. Yeah. George, you've got two hands. No, don't. Oh. I love that clip of him where he opens the locked door. Can't stop laughing. <laughs> I believe he was the ruler of a fucking nation. He can't even open a door. I know, but it's like it's weird to see how cool Obama is compared to Bush. Yeah, because he's got a brain. Obama could walk up to that locked door and just uh, just open it, even though it was locked. He'd just be like, he'd just swing open for him. So you're saying all black people are pickpockets? Not <laughs> pickpockets, lock picker. No, I was saying like he can just open it like. It would just open, the door would open for him because he's so cool. Yeah. yeah. The door was just, the door just did not like the Bush administration, so it was just like um. I guess oh. his quotes are amazing. George Bush's quotes. Most of our imports come from overseas. That's a brilliant one. Yeah, I've got a good one here. It's like now I'm president of the United States. I'm not going to eat more broccoli. Any more broccoli. That isn't true. Is. But well, Obama he said he was going to get a puppy when he became president. Yeah, he was going to get his daughter a puppy, yeah. Well, he lost that bit. So he was going to get one. Like a little kid. Oh, right, no, now you're the ruler of a nation. What are you going to do? Oh, a puppy! <laughs> you can get one then. Find that locked door. That'd be amazing if, like, Mich Michelle Obama was just telling him he couldn't get a puppy unless he was president. Yeah. So he just really fought for it. Yeah, <laughs> really went for it just to get a dog. Oh, dear. Well, you hear that whole thing about, like, Cameron, like, with a cat or something. It happened earlier in the year, but it was a bit... 
like auditioning cats to catch mice in their in Downing Street and stuff like that. What? Yeah, it was like I don't know. I don't quote me on it, but apparently it was like you're looking for like a something like to kill mice in Downing Street because they had a mice. Yeah, they got a cat. Yeah, they got a cat, but they were like apparently they were auditioning pets to do. It. Just in case one of them was like an Al Qaeda spy or something. They were auditioning pets. Yeah. So, uh, where are your hobbies? Meow. All right. Uh, do you get mice? Meow. Oh, you don't. Okay. Next. It was on the uh, one show and stuff. They were like, but like, there was a guy with a falcon saying, "You should, you should have this." There was literally a guy with a falcon saying, "Dave Cameron, you get one to catch the mice." <laughs> a guy with a falcon. Yeah, a guy with a falcon. Straight hog, hog this falcon. Pardon the pun, but. <laughs> Same as catches mice really well. Why would you want a falcon though? I would love a falcon actually. I uh, I went to a falconry centre when I was a little kid. I loved it. You like put on the glove and then catch falcons and stuff. You don't catch them, but they land and eat off you. Not off you, off the glove. <laughs> I wasn't naked, just with one glove on, just getting falcon raped. You just dug that hole yourself. Yeah. No, I never had school trips as interesting as that. We went to the... I didn't, it wasn't a school trip. No, it was just... I went to school there once, but family a couple of times. Well, he's... Barring owls kicking about. All right, what's in? Nothing. I went to, like, a Celtic centre a couple of times with family in school. It was kind of boring. It was just talking about Romans and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, that is the main selling point of Celtic. Yeah. Now can speak about the football team, either. But, uh, uh, but now... Is, You've got Larson. Now I'd find it interesting, but when you're a kid, you, you want to eat sweets. Yeah, you just want to go to the gift shop and eat sweets. Yes, you want to get rock, and then you find out that it just takes hours to eat. Yeah. That's one thing I haven't seen in ages, like rock. <laughs> like, this is the biggest gun in history. It's the dullest podcast ever. Asking an alien if they've got Twitter Plus, and one thing you don't get is rock. What's I've never seen? Sure you do if you're a crackhead. Yeah, but it's not the same kind. And... More Moorish, though. Yeah. More Moorish. Well, that's a good question. What's like the rubbish gifts you've had, like from people coming back on holiday? Oh, holiday gifts. Um... No. The only ones I can remember is people tend to buy me ball openers. Mm. I think they're like hinting at something, but I don't know what. No, I don't know if I've had many, many gifts. I mean, when my dad was based in Houston for work, he always used to bring back American sweets, but it's good. Yeah, that's like good. Twizzlers and Reese's and stuff like that. And, I went to Egypt and Tunisia a lot, and he brought back a nougat. It's like nougat stuff, just a, like a hard. It's like rock, but it's nougat, not rock. Yeah. It's just a hard bar of stuff that takes you about a month to eat, unless you're eating a one every. If you're eating a one, you're sick for about 12 weeks. That's um, like one thing I always forget. I forget that nougat is actually in Mars bars. Yeah, Toblerone as well. It's like really soft nougat, it's not like the. Mm. That, that, just, just that. I don't really have any rubbish. Just that and, um, postcards. I quite like a postcard, though. 
Oh, postcards are nice. Uh, good to pull. Used to have a, used to have a pen pal as well. I'd like, like at school we were forced to have one, and I they just sent me like one letter back, and they never replied to me after that. It was like some some African village, <laughs> and they were just must have thought, oh, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> That's amazing, all the famine and woe and daily strife that they go through. Oh, I'm not writing back this prick. No. Uh, it's a girl in Houston, I think, or somewhere that was my pen pal. You never know. Spoke about Harry Potter. It might be like, it might be like um, one of those movies where you meet up with her later in life and then it's like one of those things and you fall in love. And then you abandon your life to become like a busker in Houston. Probably all right. It's quite a big place, Houston. Isn't it the fattest city that it was? Well, it isn't Texas, so. Yeah, it was the fattest city. I think they got overtaken by some some other fatter bastards who thought, "Hey, we're fat." Scotland. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's. Pen pal thing sort of confuses me. I, I don't like socialising in any sort of level. But yeah, you don't ask an alien about Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. That <laughs> was the first thing that popped in my head. I need... I'd, I'd have, like, preparations. If like, I saw an alien, I probably wouldn't ask any questions. I'd run. You've got... You've got to be into socialising a bit because you've got... Everyone nowadays has got each individual social network and stuff all on at once. Awesome. So there's got to be some aspect of you that likes socialising, or is it just because it's... It's sort of like... <clears throat> social networks, I find, are like... just how things have, are going, isn't it? You sort of have to. Yeah. I, I, used to, I used to love it when all you had was the house phone to meet your mates, and you had to meet them without mobile phones, and if you didn't meet them, then you just had to go. Well, I mean, it's just like... Most of my mates just lived like round the corner from me, so I could just go round. And if they weren't in, it was fun. Yeah. But it's social networks. Like I just use them to like fuel my hatred for the world. Whenever I see like a name status update, it just makes me slightly a bit angry on the inside, and I just wish for the world to be a better place. Yeah, that's true. For every inane status you read, people maybe read yours and think, they're inane, so it's... I don't really accept any statuses because I know that it's going to piss someone off. Well, so then you're now neurotic in your hatred for social network. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a complex person. I think we need to get like a psychiatrist on the next podcast. That'd be good. I'd probably make them have a nosebleed. <laughs> Between the two of us, one of us was ADD you got. And I don't know, just a neurotic mess of me. Why are we friends? I don't know. Opposites are meant to attract. But I've never seen a Nazi with a Jewish girlfriend. Uh, I'm sure there's a uh, movie about <laughs> What? What? That'd be amazing to have a family of neo-Nazis. And one rebel in the family just takes on a Jewish girlfriend. Yeah. Hi, this is Anya. She's Polish-Jewish. What? Yeah, I'm fighting the system. Why do the Why do the neo Nazis have a Polish accent? What? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. They could have any accent. Really. I still can't believe that there are. Um, speaking of the Holocaust earlier, I can't believe that there are Holocaust deniers. 
I know it's like it's like people denying that shoes exist. Although that links to the Holocaust and I've very dark. As I didn't prep for. I apologise to any shoeless sufferers. Uh, very liberal, but always on these podcasts. Uh, podcasts. Always on these podcasts. I come across as like an utter right-wing knob. I'm very lefty liberal. I think it's because opposites attract, because podcasts are quite liberal, so you've got to be quite fascist. Well, well me and Gregor spoke about this in terms of comedy, is like that the lighter comedians always have the best dark jokes. Yeah, that's because they can get away with it. Well, no, well, like, if he's writing a really dark joke, I'll give him one to add to it, and he's like, oh, I need a dark... It's like an underlying darkness it's like repress like you've repressed the evilness within you it just comes out in joke form what is yeah i wouldn't say i'm evil no but it's it's sort of like the repressed everyone's got everyone's got tendencies to be a bit morbid and dark and that and that's why people really like amazing comedians like frankie boyle and ricky gervais and jim jeffries because they sort of say bad things well, not bad things, but they, they they'll make they'll make they'll turn quite taboo or whatever subjects. But nothing should be sacred for no. the sake of a joke. You can joke about anything. It's about the joke. Yeah, it's about, it's about as long it's as the about, joke is funny. Yeah, it's not about what the joke is. It's not about what the joke is. It's about where it comes from. If it comes from a truthful way of thinking, then it's probably quite wrong to do a joke about rape. Yeah, but if you think about that, like how you're quite a light-hearted, like sort of liberal person. And you you can have these dark jokes. I wonder if like uh, Hitler had like really light light hearted jokes. Like <laughs> he was the one that came up with like the knock knock jokes. Like all the he, in, he invented pull my finger. Yeah, that would be amazing if that happened. That, no, because he enjoyed Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, he loved uh, Charlie Chaplin. Didn't he? Yeah, so that's like sort of like. I know that's a really weird. You can never, you can never imagine Hitler just eating a sandwich, can you? No, because he would just get caught in his tash if he was having like a cheese and onion and mayo sandwich. He'd just have like white in his tash. He'd look ridiculous. Mm. Sucking off Himmler. You wouldn't. No, but you can't imagine when you think of Hitler. All you think of him doing is like shouting about doing bad stuff. That's history for you there. (laughs) Shouting about doing bad stuff. Hitler, what we doing today? Bad stuff. Right, stop showing. No. You can't imagine him just, like, having a smoothie, can you? No, it's because, like, you sort of... With dictators, they're sort of... They have smoothies? They're sort of depersonified dictators, (laughs) so you can't really see them as human because they try and elevate themselves, like, above human. Yeah, because because they've taken all the human away from themselves by being inhumane. Yeah, because you never see a dictator in Heat magazine. It's like, oh... Kim Jong Il goes shopping. Never no, there's never, there's never a video by Bin Laden where he's just tucking in a Domino's. It's very good. Though the menu would be limited because he didn't like much stuff, did he? Well, it's, I don't, I don't have no idea what the dietary restrictions of fundamentalist Muslims are, but well, he's got a big beard. Everyone would get caught as well. Yeah. It's just a margarita for him. <laughs> I'd love to see him at the cinema, just 
at the end of the film, everyone leaving going, oh, it was quite shit, actually. And, oh, I thought it was quite good. No, it was quite shit. I thought it was quite good. That was a good ending. And so he walks out, just a whole bucket of popcorn in his beard. Oh. What was it called? He, he must have hated the film Flight 93 or whatever it was. Yeah. What was that the one for the... My idea. And he's covered in popcorn. Must have taken ages. That's kind of like I'm sympathetic to Bin Laden. Oh, he was really a horrible man, but imagine the amount of time it would have taken to get popcorn out of his beard. That's a great thing, like... Wasn't it, um... You'd never imagine a dictator naked, either. Mm. You know, like, imagine Saddam Hussein doing a little pole dance. Stalin just doing a helicopter. Oh. This is how I party. <laughs> <laughs> pole pot just pulling out a ball. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I'm like a like Himmler... Uh, Teabagging, goring on the night out. Uh, this is like if we should just remake The Hangover with dictators. Yeah. Oh shit, we've lost Hitler again. Uh, so to get off the topic of fascism. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Twitter. Twitter. I just joined Twitter. Robin Valo is my name on Twitter. I'm Archaic Man on Twitter. Yeah, it's alright, really. Yeah, it's. Well, it's not going to be terrible, is it? Well, no, I joined it like a year and a or what. No, it was quite long. It was when I was still in university. I joined it years ago. And, um,. I think it went on about three times or whatever, but gotten into it now, when I, now that I realise it's a way of publicising stuff. Oh, that's like the only way I view like social networks and stuff, but I don't, yeah, because you're chief of marketing of the podcast now, you've been promoted from co-host to now co-host and chief of marketing, so you pretty much, you plug the podcast because you got the most views when I, when you last linked it, so... Cause everyone on my friends list I hate and I they probably hate me so <laughs> everyone use of the word friends there mm, no no but that's what they're called on Facebook enemies list yeah I do make more enemies than friends it's, it's quite fun have you ever had a good enemy like someone that you just I don't know I used to hate uh I didn't really get on with bullies at school, but I, don't suppose, I suppose that's the defining nature of a bully, isn't it? That I'm meant to be there to get on with and like, get on your nerves. Oops. Not that I got bullied or stuff, but I just hated the, the type of person who went out of their way to make other people feel a bit miserable about their day when everyone's just trying to slog on and get through double science as best they can. Yeah. I don't... Enemies... You never had like a nemesis, someone who you just like whenever you're in the room, like some, like you. Not really. Just, there, was, you, there, always, there was always dicks at school, but there's dicks at every school. So. Mm. Just that. Um, there was, no, enemies are. But I'm gonna 
put them, I'm going to paraphrase them in a type of person now, but they're not, they're everywhere. So it's the type of people who unequivocally um, are blinkered in the way that they think, even though it's completely wrong. Those are the people I don't like. Yeah, but they're not like, it's not like mutual no. hatred. Oh, well, they probably think, they probably hate my type of person who's quite outgoing. Yeah. So it's sort of like natural enemies. Narrow-minded people just annoy me to blood incinerating levels. Well, that's, that's the whole like point of their narrow-mindedness. Is I think it's just they were created just to get on people's nerves. Yeah. But then some of them get in power. No dictators anymore. Mm. No, I, I, I've gone through life with about... Let's see, like proper enemies, I've had about five. That's quite a lot. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of people. Like, there's people like at, like I've been school with and like work and stuff like that that I I've never like known their names or like talked to them at all, but I just hate them instinctively. Yeah. And they could be like my like best friend if I talked to them, but I just like I've looked at them and just gone like at that person, I just want them to die. Yeah, but you always see that, don't you? If you're walking along, like, high street or something, you'll see some knob, and you'll go, he's a knob. And uh, chances are you're probably right. Mm, yeah. Apparently, my granddad always says you can judge a person in, like, six seconds, which I suppose is quite a narrow-minded way to be. Because, like, uh, like, if you look at Stephen Hawking, you instantly think, shit at basketball. But what he means is you can judge, like, on outlook. Instinctively, really. Yeah, it's an instinct, kind of, which is, I suppose, true, but I like it when the case is that it's not true, and you think he's going to be a dick, and then you end up being mates with a person for, like, years. And then you hear that, like, phrase in your head, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you end up doing a podcast with him. I know, it's <laughs> exactly the same. But, um, yeah, like... You know what I mean, like, for, for the most part, they, um... I love you really, Dusty. For the most part, the instinctive thing is, it's often right. It's like my parents say, don't trust anyone, dogs or children, don't. And <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like if a dog, dogs and children don't like, like someone, then don't trust them because they're quite like instinctive sort of beings. So what's the quote? What's the soundbite? Don't trust anyone, dogs or children. Don't. Don't. Yeah. So like if. So they've double. They've bookmarked the don't there. Yeah. Don't trust anyone, dogs or children. Don't. Yeah. Oh, I get you. I was, I was hearing the punctuation differently. I was hearing it. Don't trust anyone, comma dogs, comma children. Full stop. Don't. <laughs> what you mean is don't trust anyone that dogs or children don't. No. Because dogs and children are instinctive, so if they don't like someone, they're probably dicks. Which is, yeah, so... Gary Glitter, stay away. Exactly. Gary Glitter dressed as a cat, dogs and children scurry out the room. <laughs> is that what you mean? Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, if a dog is, like, growling at someone that they've done nothing wrong to the dog, you know that person's a bad one. Yeah. It's like a... But I'm good with dogs and children, so... I'm pretty trustworthy, I think. Showing off your sexual prowess, though. It's oh. <laughs> terrible. I've got a niece. Yeah. Yeah. And a dog. And a dog. Yeah, but that's different. 
Oh, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean no child abuse jokes aren't allowed just because you've got no, but a it's because you're implying because that's the only like I wasn't implying you were having sex with your niece. That's the only child that like I sort of hang out. Hang out, hang out. Let's go to Starbucks, niece. Where am I? Okay. No. So uh, any other child's alright, but just just not not blood. Not blood. There's gonna be blood. Oh god. <laughs> That was like one thing I heard. Uh, There's this guy called. Uh, his last name was Reed, and he's like old enough, <laughs> old enough to bleed, old enough for Reed. Oh Jesus! Oh. people are awful. Every single person is. Yeah, there's t- tons of those jokes when you're younger and like stupid about like not being PC and all this stuff. It's like. Old enough to... Cr- old, was it old enough to... Stand crawl? enough to lie down. Stuff like that. If they're crawling, they're in the right position. Stuff like that. Old enough... Oh, I know what it is now. Old enough to bleed, old enough to butcher. <laughs> that was the most horrible joke of my childhood. I remember uh, my mate told me he was out to a pub with these like, old oil rig type guys and he looked across the road and this really young girl walked past and one of the, the oldest guy there was about 50 odd or 40s to 50s and he went, he took a draw of his fag and he was like, oh, she's needing her arse burst. 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 Not just torn a little bit, just burst. completely Ruined. taken away. Taking out, taking out a commission. Oh, that's awful. It's awful. Uh, I uh, recently found out I'm a misogynist. It's that's quite a cool thing. Well, not really, but I just apparently I hate women. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Alright. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know, me, me and my mate were talking about, like, we're watching this TV show, it was, like, Most Annoying People, and it was, like, pretty much every woman on there that I didn't like was, like, well, it's like, uh, I'd do her, but I wouldn't make it enjoy and it just got escalated, getting worse, like, I'd do her only if I let her, <laughs> only if she let me punch her in the face, and stuff like that, it just got, like, really, really graphic as the night went on, I won't repeat what I said, because it was quite terrible, but then he he pointed out to me, it's like, uh, sounds like you hate women, Dustin. I was like, oh, I might. Usually that that comes from, a, that stems from a broken heart, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I do have a broken heart. You're still in line for that operation. Yeah, I know. That's where it stems from. If you've got a horrible hatred of women, it usually means you've been, like, dumped or something. I don't think you hate the women. I don't. I don't properly hate women. I just... Uh, I just view them as objects. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's like the thing. It's like all my relationships are founded in love-hate sort of territory. So I have to hate a woman enough to love her. That sounds, sounds retarded, but it works. Yeah. You can only you, well. You can only truly love someone if they've got the um, propensity to hurt you, really. Yeah, so that's why I love Chuck Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
just trying to think of like someone who fights for a living. It's like, oh, Chuck Liddell, that MMA guy. That's why Woody Allen really liked Hitler. <laughs> Chuck Liddell. Amazing. Ah. Well, we're coming up to the end of the podcast now. Are we? Yeah, it's been about an hour. Is it? Gonna be the most. It's gonna be the worst podcast so far, apart from the yeah, first one. I'm not got high hopes. What was this episode eight? Yeah, episode eight. The letdown. The letdown. No, it's gonna be called Twitter and dictators. Don't trust anyone. A dog or child wouldn't. Don't. No, because it's got to be something and something. That's my sort of naming scheme for all the. All right. I'm OCD about it. I hate how that's the thing now. But I, I, I take part in it. It's like, it's like if something you're a bit pernickety about, it's like, I'm OCD about it. It's like, no, pernickety. An OCD person really said pernickety because that's the word, not pernickety. I but I say pernickety. I'm just saying, well, if you're truly OCD, Dusty, you would say pernickety. Thus, you're not OCD. OCD is one of those things people just make up to have an excuse for something. Like, Oh, I like tidying up. Almost like genuine OCD does exist. Yeah, well, yeah, like people who can't like do certain things without like a ritual, or they have to do it in a certain way. Yeah, but there's a ritualistic element to daily life. That's OCD. But people people use it. People bandy about too much now. You yeah, see, the thing is, I I don't use it for the tidying up bit. I just use it for the bits where I am a bit ritualistic. So do yeah. the, like little quirks that I like to do and stuff like that, but that's it's like people. It's like people picking a certain uh, selection of lottery numbers and describing that as being autistic. Yeah, it's not an affliction for the most part. Only as to those people who are like crippled by it. Like you, like you wouldn't say, uh, oh, "I've got two left feet when it comes to dancing," but then again, I am disabled. When you're not really, you? I was suspected of having Asperger's because I had social problems and I'm quite intelligent. Asperger's? What restaurant did you go to? <gasps> hey yo! When I was a kid, I was because um, I had social problems and I was quite intelligent. And then he said no because apparently I was just antisocial. So it's a story for you. If you think you have Asperger's, no, you probably just don't like people. I don't. I didn't really have anything. My mum uh, told me a story over Christmas about like um, the first time uh, I had a lollipop. I didn't know what it was because I wasn't allowed that type of like sugary sweet. So I didn't know what a lollipop was. That was my only thing when I was little. I wasn't allowed certain sweets. Alright, uh, that's because you, you've you've got you've got a hyperactive streak to you. Yeah. Like uh, I had luck, like. Rachel bought me Lucky Charms for Christmas and I had one bowl and then it was just like an absolute nightmare to put up with for about an hour. Yeah, you, I prefer you when you're hungover and suicidal. You're more my speed. <laughs> but no, it's, it's amazing when you give a kid a food they're not used to because it's like them trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's like, um... Well, it's not a kid, but it's like the first time I gave my dog a grape. <laughs> he just spent hours trying. Funny sentence. <laughs> just, yeah, just gave my dog a grape. 
spent hours trying to bite it, but he just kept falling out of his mouth. He was so determined to eat this grape. Yeah, one of my, one of my favourite things ever is watching a dog eat hot food. Oh, that's amazing. Not spicy hot, temperature hot. Spicy hot's double funny, but... <laughs> no, you they just go immediately for the water bowl after they finish them. Yeah. They're just looking at your window, you can't. Sorry, dog. Oh, it's okay. It's my dog voice. Dog voice. Dog voice. My dog's asleep, he's not saying anything. Mojo. No. Alright, should we wrap this up now since we're now just trying to get your pet in the podcast? Yeah. Uh, This has been episode 8 of These Charming Men. I hope you've listened to it all the way through. I probably won't. Yeah, it's been... uh, It's been... been, I wouldn't wouldn't go as far as to say funny, but I'd say interesting. I'd say informative. Yeah. We've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah, in a very unfunny way. You've you've had an insight into our personalities a bit too much. Some would say. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna log on and join to listen to two idiots chat nonsense, then what do you expect but a chat about nonsense? That's what this was. Yeah, exactly. So it's been me, Dusty Smith. And me, Robin Vallow. I've got gigs coming up end of January if you're in Edinburgh or Glasgow. Go to the stand or other places and I'll be there. Cool, and I've probably got gigs, but probably no one's a fan. <laughs> like, oh, that's another thing. Oh, no, I'll save that for the next podcast. Uh, oh, teaser. Well, teaser, the, just say it. Um, Yeah, that's like one thing. It's like if this podcast ever takes up, I just imagine we have like two camps of fans, one who's like a fan of you, one who's a fan of me. Yeah. And it'll be like... Oh. My fans will live the longest. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, I bet you like my fans will be the chirpy guys. Oh, he's just misunderstood and yours will be like, I really like him because he's ironically hyper and happy. It'll be like me and you. Only opposites. Well, you would imagine that's what a fan is, isn't it? Anyway... Unless they're keeping you cool. Maybe. Hey. So, good night, goodbye, good morning, good afternoon. Happy New Year. See you later. Bye.